Join us for Captain's Campaign for Cures. If you plan to attend Vive or Hims this year, get a photo with Captain, our lovable service dog, and we will donate to Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation to find cures for childhood cancer. For every person in the photo, we will donate $1 to Alex's Lemonade Stand. All you have to do is find Captain, grab your friends, take a picture, share it on social media, and put the hashtag Captain Lemonade or This Week Health, and we will make that donation for every person who's in that picture. Our thanks to SureTest and CTG for helping us to end childhood cancer. Welcome to This Week Health. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. Today, we have an interview in action from the 2023 Spring Conferences Vive in Nashville and HIMSS in Chicago. Special thanks to our partners, CDW, Rubric, Sectra, and Trellix for choosing to invest in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. You can check them out on our website, thisweekhealth.com. Now, on to this interview. All right, here we are from the Vive conference. We're on the floor, another interview in action, and I'm joined by two gentlemen today, Mark Scruggs with SureTest and Chris Scanzera with Atlanticare. Good morning. Which is awesome. I'm looking forward to the conversation. One of the things I was looking for as I came into this was companies that were doing AI, companies that were doing automation. And SureTest is one of those companies that's doing automation. Give us a little idea of what SureTest does, Mark. Sure, so we're essentially automating the regression testing associated with upgrades for EHR. So Epic and Cerner and other vendors are usually rolling out quarterly upgrades. <laughs> The vendors inevitably fix 10 things that you know didn't work before, but break three or four things that might have worked before. So it's always good hygiene to regression test, have a standard test bed of test scripts to regression test the new version of those applications. And we can automate that process as today a very manual process. Chris, how did we do that before SureTest? A lot of people, a lot of hours, people. a lot of paper. <laughs> and this did, is really helpful. Did, did, a, did a bunch of that fall on the clinicians themselves? It did, it did. We used to have to pull people out of the day jobs and set them up in a room and then just continue to run and run and run through the processes. So you're a client of SureTest. We are. Give us an idea of what it looks like to automate this process. So basically going through from the old way to the new way, it's, it truly is automation. We basically take the old broken down workflows automate them and then just kind of run them through in cycles. And I can tell you, to keep people in their native workspaces and not have to pull them out and bring them into test rooms has been unbelievably helpful. We've really cut down on the labor requirement, I don't know, in some instances by as much as 80%. And we've gotten more accurate results by using the test solution. How big is the library? I mean, how much can you test? I mean, I'm sure that's what people are thinking. They're like, okay, we're talking about a very large system here. Right. How right. much of it can actually be automated? So we break down those integrated test scripts into what we call workflow. So workflow is a clinician signs onto the system, does a transaction, logs back out. So they place an order, they room a patient. That, that would be considered a workflow. So we're up to 2,500 different workflows across both Epic and Cerner. And so we leverage that library to jumpstart that next client's build. So we understand their workflows, we look at our library, see which workflow is the closest to what they're doing, and that really jumpstarts the development of their own personal library. So your team now looks different than it looked before. So you're going to take the next release of whatever EHR you're on. We're Cerner Shop. Cerner Shop. So you take the next release of Cerner. Yep. How has it impacted the time frame? How has it impacted their workload? So it's done a couple of things. Code set upgrades, a big deal. We actually work with Cerner now 
in terms of the time commitment, both inside of IT and outside of IT, it's reduced. And by basically incorporating this, we're reducing the risk of taking the code set. So in terms of running through the cycles, we can do more cycles and we can do them faster so that as we find things that need to be fixed, we can fix and go back at them again. It's interesting, I was talking to a CIO who had to do what I would consider draconian cuts to his IT staff. I mean, they were a smaller health system, but they still, we were talking about testing, and he said, we're just going to do an all, we're going to do a lot less testing. Right. I thought to myself, as a CIO, I'm <laughs> no. like, you know, are you going to take less releases? It's like, well, we're sort of required to take certain releases, and this is probably the kind of solution that somebody who's looking at cuts, this makes a lot of sense. It does. I mean, we've done some time motion studies with some of our larger clients, and people are spending on the low end 10,000 hours a year just doing manual testing, on the high end up to 40,000 hours. So if you think about giving back 80% of that time, that's a lot of FTEs. You don't want to do the up. math on the fly, no. do you? I, I, I can, I can. I think that's about 8,000 hours <laughs> eight, or 32,000. Eight, so eight to 32, there four you go. Four to 16 people. You know, those are some big reductions in terms of the time that we're giving back to the staff. So whether it's not replacing attrition, whether it's not hiring those new hires because now that staff can be deployed on more strategic projects, but we think there's some huge benefits to giving back those hours. So as a CIO, my next question comes to implementation, right? So I'm sitting there going, all right, this sounds like a system I'm gonna have to do a fair amount of work to get implemented. Mm -hmm. And I wanna know how heavy is the lift? for my organization. What does it look like to bring this online? Yeah, it's a really small lift. What we ask is, we want you to capture your current testing process, your manual process. So we'll get on a Zoom call or a Teams call, have them walk through. So you through. just capture it with a screen recorder? Yeah, so we just record, the, record that session. And in fact, we can even leverage an existing testing event. So if you've got an upgrade coming and you're already doing the testing, it's already scheduled, let's just set up a Teams call and, and coordinate that. So once we capture that manual test effort, that's the artifact that we use to then go do the development of our scripting. So our developers then go do the scripting. In the tool, once the scripting is done, you can run the script in the client's environment and record it. It's a video recording. We send it back to the analyst, say, hey, watch this MP4 video file and confirm that we've captured the script appropriately. So it's probably an hour or two on the front end and probably a half hour, an hour on the back end to do the manual capture and to validate the video recording. All right, we'll get back to our show in just a minute. We're excited, we have a great webinar for you in May, on May 4th at one o'clock Eastern time. It is part of our leadership series on modern data strategies in healthcare. In this webinar, we're going to explore data-driven approaches to healthcare and how they can improve patient outcomes, increase efficiency, and reduce costs, which are also critical at this time in this juncture in healthcare. Our expert speakers will explore data governance, analytic strategies, anything that can help healthcare providers gain actionable insights from healthcare data. We would love to have you there and we're excited about it. You can register on our website, just hit the leadership series, Modern Data Strategies. It's going to be in the top right hand corner of our website, thisweekhealth.com. You can discover how we are going to use data to be more efficient, effective in the modern healthcare system. We'd love to have you join us. Again, hit the website thisweekhealth.com, top right-hand corner, sign up today. Hope to see you there. Now, back to the show. It's interesting that you describe that. Do you end up having a library that is standard, like regression testing, and then client-specific regression testing? Because I'm thinking, my build's different than your build. Yes. Right. 
You know, we find that about 80% of the build is very similar, but there's 20%, probably 10 to 20% variation. So we have our global library that we draw from, but then we develop a client-specific library that we deploy to their environment. I'm thinking about, as a CIO, platforms, yep. right? I'm trying to rationalize my applications, and it's nice to have this platform for automated testing for my EHR. What else can I do with it? I mean, the solution really is an enterprise solution. So whether it's all those third-party applications that you want to do round-trip testing with. In Chris's case, we have a lot of use cases where we're doing some robotic process automation. So they go by a new physician clinic, they want to convert all those telephone encounters, we can use the automation tool to actually create all those phone encounters. Today, they're doing it with you know, hands-on keyboards. So there's a number of use cases outside just testing of the EHR that you know, are possible. Yeah, there's one other, you know, it's kind of like an unintended benefit that we picked up out of this, and it started with going through the workflows and automating that, and that's, it's a regeneration of training materials. So that as you go through the process. Oh, interesting. Because right? you're recording all that Because you're right. recording all that, so that as, it, as and again, dealing with the turnover that we're experiencing in healthcare right now, you have a refresh of your training materials, and you didn't really realize it was going to happen until after you went through the whole process so that you can actually do a refresh on all your documentation at the same time as you're automating the process. So unintended benefit, very valuable to us also yeah. as part of this. I, I assume as a CIO, you're looking for automate, you're looking for solutions to the financial pressures, you're looking for solutions to staffing shortages. Time pressure. Yeah. Time pressure as well. What are you seeing at the conference? Are you seeing a lot of new automation solutions, AI solutions, and those kind of things? Seeing a lot of things to take work out, to take time out, really things that can we can find the economic levers. Yeah, and I'm looking at these numbers again. This is how you had the numbers so quickly. They're right, they're right here on this thing. <laughs> I couldn't read it upside down though. Uh, yeah, actually, and you know, this highlights ROI, and I want to talk to you about ROI, because ROI is huge right now. Right. A bunch of CIOs I was talking to said, look, I mean, the ROIs almost have to be right around that 12 months time frame. It, it can yeah. be a little longer than that, but that's the, yeah. seems to be the magic mark right now right. of, let's see what solutions we can bring in that have an, almost an immediate impact. What kind of ROI are you talking about with this solution? Yeah, so we typically measure it over three to five years. It's usually, you know, the triple digits in terms of the return on investments. But what we do is we don't wait to develop all the automation before we deploy it. We begin to deploy pieces of the automation as soon as it's developed. So we start deploying automation within four to six weeks of kicking off the project. The entire library is usually delivered within six months. So we are typically seeing ROIs under a 12 month time frame. Yeah. ROI is interesting because you have a challenge and the challenge is us. That's right. Right, and so it's the, I, it, it's so funny, my team would be like, we're not going to hit the ROI on a certain project. And I'd be like, okay, why is that? Well, we, we didn't sign the contract for six months. We didn't assign a project manager for another three months. We didn't, uh, but I feel like healthcare is now really cognizant of those ROIs. And like, what do you need for this to be successful like right out of the chute? Like, what's a great case study of somebody who did this right? Yeah, so I think the clients who've really done this right have dedicated a project manager on their side to kind of manage the, you know, all the different... The, the operational and the... Exactly, so it's everything sides. from system access, it's setting up the appropriate virtual hardware software, it's coordinating their employees to do the video capture and the review. So I think that's really key is if there's someone on the client side who can help coordinate all the resources and activities, that seems to help a lot. That may not happen at your health system, but it happened at our health system. But <laughs> we're seeing, like anywhere else, the convergence of time to solution and time to value, right? It used to be this wide, now it's this wide. Right. So, and to, to Mark's point, it's about the IT resources, 
and the ops resources converging at that at that rate of play, that speed of play. Yeah, I, actually as, as CIO, I spent a lot of time, first of all in the contracting process, we took it from like six months down to a couple of months and we had pilot contracts that we could actually get done in like two weeks. Because we weren't giving them access to our production and those right, kind of things. Right, right. And so it sped up, we looked at every part of that process to speed it up right. to get there. And that's you know one of my encouragements to CIOs is don't neglect that part of it. And if you're looking to get a return on a solution like this of you know, 18 to 32,000 hours, your health system's going to benefit significantly. Absolutely. You're really the gatekeeper here. Mm -hmm. You've got to put the right resources on a project to make sure it comes out right. So, hey gentlemen, I want to thank you for your time. Absolutely, thank Appreciate you. It. Great seeing you again. Thank you. Another great interview. I want to thank everybody who spent time with us at the conference. I love hearing from people on the front lines and it's phenomenal that they've taken the time to share their wisdom and experience with the community. It is greatly appreciated. We want to thank our partners, CDW, Rubrik, Sectra, and Trellix, who invest in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.